Hey everybody, welcome back for episode 76 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we're so glad that you've decided to join us as we continue down the path this week. We started a new series that is going to lead us to Easter, um, and uh, that, that just started yesterday called Rescue. Um, and so Derek, let's take it just a couple minutes and um, uh, maybe kind of set the stage for us for where we're going, and then let's, uh, let's talk for a few minutes about how we saw yesterday Rescue in the Garden. Yeah, so what, what we wanted to do with, with this Easter series is um, really look at the theme in Scripture of, of Jesus' rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea that the Bible is one unified story, yeah. um, you know, written in amazing ways and right. about many, many different things, but ultimately tells one mm-hmm. overarching story about King Jesus coming to rescue uh, those who bear his image, you know, yeah. and, and those he, he, he has redeemed. So <clears throat> we, th- we thought, hey, what if, what if we could look at leading up to Easter, um, rescue throughout this, this timeline of the Bible, this, yeah. the story of the Bible, really the timeline of human history. And so we started in Genesis yesterday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You'll preach this week yeah. about how um, the kingdom that, that inst- is instituted by God through David yeah. and how we see rescue in that. And then we're going to look at rescue in the silence, and that's the mm-hmm. intertestamental period uh, from you know the last verses of Malachi to you know what happens in the, yeah. in in the Gospels. Gospels. So... Uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm excited about that. I think yeah. I think it's cool to look at that and understand understand ultimately Easter, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ in that framework of mm-hmm. he accomplished the the rescue that was set in motion from the very beginning. Right. Um we we see in, in some of the letters, um I think it's in, in one of the one of the letters Peter wrote. Uh, but I know we see it in Revelation as well, and that we see that Jesus is the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Yeah. How it describes him. Mm-hmm. So the rescue mission began from the very beginning. Yeah. And so that's what we looked at yesterday was just this idea of how is is rescue woven into the the fabric of e- even the beginning mm-hmm. of humankind. Uh, and so, you know, this, this theme of rescue, it's something that we all need to understand and realize yeah. that rescue is available. Um and um, and that Jesus made that available, uh, even for the very beginning. So, uh, just to close with your first question, is that I began with reading from the Jesus story of the Bible, which displays it in a very beautiful way. Yeah. This idea of the Bible being a story that whispers the name of baby, the you know of Jesus, yeah. not not just baby Jesus, but yeah. of Jesus. This baby would come, this prince that would come. It uses that imagery to kind mm-hmm. of help you see it. Yeah, and so that's. Kind of the whole overarching theme mm-hmm. of the series, why we're doing that, and then kind of how we're looking at it in segments and ultimately culminating with the uh, resurrection. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love that. And what, what we're talking about here, the, the, the term that we're dancing around is biblical theology. Mm-hmm. And having this understanding that the view of that there are these through lines, these threads that you can follow through Scripture that begin, we started in Genesis chapter 1 yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> the very beginning. And... Uh, and it follows through all the way to the gospel and then ultimately to Revelation, uh, yeah. as, as we'll touch on a little bit. But um, 
and, and move back into the book of Revelation uh, after Easter. But I think it's so important for us to have that perspective because mm-hmm. I think it's easy to you, you take these stories as isolated incidents along the way right. and you miss the whole narrative that's happening through Scripture. And I think it's important for us to grasp that. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool. So, so yesterday we looked at rescue in the garden, um, and so uh, what what are what are maybe a handle or two that we could hold on to from yesterday's sermon? Yeah. So, like I said, we see rescue woven into the very beginning. So, even before the way I said it yesterday is even before Adam and Eve knew they needed to be rescued, mm-hmm. rescue was already built in. Yeah. And and the way that I saw that is even the structure of 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 how Adam was given the um, the job of of working in and um, watching over mm-hmm. everything that God had given him um, um, charge over yeah. or um, dominion is the word right which actually that word <clears throat> means or could mean um, like the threshing floor, you know, mm-hmm. which I didn't have time to paint this picture, but in my mind I see, you know, like where you would go or a, not a, not not a threshing floor, um, like a grape press, like a, a, mm. a press. Yeah, an oil press or a wine press, yeah. Right, like a yeah, wine press. That's the word I was looking for. All mm-hmm. Yeah, so a wine <laughs> press and how they would like tread on these wine, the, there are the these grapes, grapes to yeah. make wine, is that word dominion. It's mm-hmm. kind of the root of it. So that idea of, of, of having charge over is kind of I'm in my dominion. Yeah. And and the thing that I saw in that imagery, I, again, I don't know, I'm, this is messy, but it's easier for a podcast than a message. Sure. But in my mind, I see this picture of, you know, the grapes and wine represents the blood of Christ mm-hmm. later on, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like this idea of man is given dominion, not not for man's sake, but on behalf of God, man mm-hmm. bears the image of God. Yeah, is his representative in the world, mankind. Yeah, men and women, but mankind is his representative in the world, and they have this dominion over all creation. Yeah, and it's this idea of you know, um, this wine press and thresh, you know, um, pressing down that, mm-hmm. and the result is that blood-colored liquid. You yeah. know, so it's like even that in my mind is like this image of sure. the rescue that was to come yeah. by Jesus's blood the right foreshadowing, it's yeah. it's all there kind of foreshadowed in in this uh this thing and so even before they knew they needed rescue it's built into the very fabric yeah. of it it's just and it, it's just glimpses it's not like sure. ah, here's this big plan it's <laughs> right. just glimpses right yeah. so then you get to Genesis 3.15, which is very clearly, and scholars call, the first gospel or the proto-evangelion, right? Yeah. This this first moment where redemption is planned. Yeah. And brought, brought to the forefront. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I say it's initiated because the plan was already there. Yeah. It's initiated, right? right? It's like, all right, plan A, initiated. Yeah. Not plan B. Oh, whoops, they messed up. Plan B. No, it's, all right, here's yeah. what I knew would come. Plan A yeah. initiated. There will be a chance for. And that verse just says that the offspring of the serpent, mm-hmm. Satan, the enemy, will will strike at your heel. Yeah. But the offspring of woman 
will crush his head. The officer of the woman yeah. is Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so, so you've got that, and then you've got the imagery in 20 through 24 that's found in the fact that God, the first blood that was shed, mm-hmm. was shed at this moment after yeah. sin had been committed. The first covering was made, yeah. and, a, and an animal died. The first blood shed in the garden, right? Yeah. So this imagery of blood, just like their nakedness was covered yeah. and their shame was covered uh, by this animal skin, our vulnerability mm-hmm. and our uh, spiritual nakedness, if you will, our spiritual um, our, our sp- spiritual shame yeah. can be covered by Jesus' blood being spilled mm-hmm. and offering that covering for us. So with all that, you see <clears throat> that um, that rescue is a part of this all along. Yeah. Right? The final thing that you see in that that passage of of three twenty through twenty four mm-hmm. is you see that God says, Hey, if they now, because they are like us, mm-hmm. if they now eat of the tree of life, which that was permissible before they ate of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. Yeah. If they eat of this tree of life, they will live forever. Mm-hmm. And so they are ushered out of the Garden of Eden, right? Yeah. Is there an element of punishment to that? Certainly. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's also an element of protection mm-hmm. so that they would not be condemned in their sin forever. Right. So even that act of God saying, no, you can't eat of the tree of life now, and so we don't want you to even be tempted because we know how that worked out the first time. Right. Y'all can't even be here where the tree of life is. Yeah. And y'all going to have to scoot. We're going to put angels at the door, all that yeah. jazz, you know. Yeah. And then they're they're ushered out, was not merely to punish them, mm-hmm. though there was a consequence, and they were going to have to work the ground. It's going to be hard. There yeah. was going to be pain in childbirth, all those things. Yeah, that came as a result of that. But it was also protective. Yeah, to say I don't want you to die or to live forever in your condemnation, mm-hmm. never receiving my rescue. Yeah, I want you to eventually come to that place of rescue um yeah because of you know what i offer it to you yeah absolutely i think i think one of the things that's so um that's so encouraging to me about that is that um i don't know that i don't know that when you read the first three chapters of genesis that people normally think grace but that's that's absolutely a picture of grace there in in um 20 through 24 where god is saying i Yes, there are consequences to what you did. You chose wrongly. You disobeyed mm-hmm. me. There are consequences of that. That's why you're being sent out of the garden, uh, first and foremost. But also, I love you enough to not let you stay like this forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, th- that's the beautiful picture of God's rescue that we get all throughout Scripture, because we'll see that again and again okay. over the next couple of weeks, of, that, of God saying, yes, you've disobeyed, and there are consequences for that. But I love you enough to not annihilate you, first mm-hmm. off. But I also love you enough to show you grace and say, here's here's the way out of this mm-hmm. for you. Um, and and that's I think that's beautiful. And it's something that, that um, sadly, I think gets overlooked sometimes. Uh, in this story particularly, mm-hmm. um, that we, we look at, oh, yeah, Adam and Eve, they did wrong, and God punishes them and sends them out. Mm-hmm. Which is true. That's part of it. But that's not the whole story. No. <laughs> There's also this other aspect of God's protection and grace that we get to see that um, that really should serve, number one, to encourage us, mm-hmm. but number two, to 
to urge us on to pursue after him all the more, mm-hmm. I think. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's so important for us to see that. So I think the human condition, because of our sin, either works itself out and to use some old school, old school church words, mm-hmm. licentiousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, I can do whatever I want to. Right. Or legalism. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything I want to, and if I do enough good, mm-hmm. then God will look at me and Absolutely. receive my perfection, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so-called perfection. That's usually how it works out. Yeah. There, there is a something in a, in a lot of our bones that says we want we want justice, we want rules, mm-hmm. we want to condemn sin, and and God condemns sin. So that yeah, you know, it's already happened. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. sure, it already has happened, <laughs> yeah. but. But but it's also important that we we acknowledge that, understand that, and live mm-hmm. in that, right? Yeah. But let's not be obsessed with it. Absolutely. Right. Well, and also that's that's not ours. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. Oh, absolutely. Vengeance, yeah. vengeance doesn't belong no, to you and yeah. me, and so that's that's something we definitely have to remember. Sure, and that's what I mean by like let's don't be like so you know let's be the police and decide who who all gets you know mm-hmm. smited today by God. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I imagine God's like. Hey guys, that's not your job. It's my job. Yeah, yeah. let you me know? do this. I'll let me smite. Do this. Yeah. yeah, and and so we're so quick to run to that. Oftentimes, that we forget there's grace, and we also forget that God gave us grace. Yeah, and we wouldn't want God to treat us like we almost expect sometimes people to be treated. Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that the way they nothing's wrong with the way they live. I'm not saying that we should just forgive and forget. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but. Shouldn't we be the the um, conduit? Conduit, I, mm-hmm. because I've used that word a lot lately. I was trying to think, but <laughs> there was another word in my head. But yeah, basically, shouldn't should we not be the representatives of of the grace of God mm-hmm. and the rescue of God to those to say, yeah. you know, God, you're still breathing, so God did not automatically smite you for mm-hmm. your you know X Y Z yeah sins. Uh, and so my my encouragement is to you that why don't you run to God mm-hmm. because He's willing to give you rescue, yeah. Rather than either pushing people away or or running ourselves further away from God. Absolutely. Why don't we just turn around and say, God, I know I know I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. I know I have no business being here, yeah. but I understand that you have grace and mercy and rescue available to yeah. me. Would you give it to me? Absolutely. Well, and I I agree with you 100. percent I think that. Somewhere along the way, we got it in our minds as as Christians that it's our job to save people. It is not our job to save people. Uh-uh. God is the only one who saves people. It's our job to share the gospel. Yeah. It's not our job to condemn. Mm-mm. It's not. It's not our job to to um, to try to justify people. It's our job to share the gospel, and the gospel is a message of grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're right. So often. We live, and I've been guilty of this before, that where you let, it's almost like we act like grace terminates on me. Mm-hmm. Great, grace stopped with me. It, it came to me, and I'm thankful for it, but that's where it ends, and I don't share it with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing could be further from the truth. And, right. and we have to learn to, you have to learn to be that that conduit, that throughput for grace to continue on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, because that's what, that's what we've been commanded to do by Christ. Right. Is to be that conduit. So very good. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, here's where we turn it over to you. So, what um, what about God's rescue of you is um, what what stands out to you? What's special about that? We would love to hear that. Um, and 
it's obviously incredibly special. Uh, it, it is so awesome that the creator of the universe would rescue us. And we would love to know how has that affected you? What does that make you think about? How does it affect the way you interact with God? How does it affect the way you interact with others? You can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life. We'd love to interact with you that way, or you can comment right on this YouTube video. Um, but we would encourage you to start letting your mind rotate around this idea of being rescued by God. And we'll see that in the weeks ahead, how it continues on before it culminates in Easter when we celebrate the resurrected King. I'm looking forward to that. But until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you will join us as we continue down the path next time.